Yes, it's Band on Band. Yep, another one. We're still going. We're still pumping out the content. Welcome back. How are you doing? Hope you're okay. Hope you're keeping safe. How was the pub if you went? Did you wear a mask? Don't worry. Different time, different conversation. On this week's episode, I chat with my very good friend, Dave, from Canada's finest math rock band, Golfer. We have a chat about another acclaimed math rock band, Colour. It's pretty good. Not gonna lie, colour are great. You notice we talk at some point in a past tense, that's because Dave was enjoying the podcast so much, so, so much, that he just refused to record it so we could do it again. So sit back, listen, and uh, enjoy. Right, welcome back, everyone who's listening. Um, today on Band on Band, I've got my good friend Dave from Golfer. How are you? I'm well, Connor. How are you? I'm good. I'm very happy to have you back for a second time, although no one will ever hear the first time. They'll, they can hear your half. <laughs> <laughs> we had a nice practice run a couple of days ago. I was very excited. Uh, Dave was so excited he forgot to record. But here we are. That's how it goes. That's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. It might, it might even be better this time. We'll see. I, I, think it, I think it will be. We've had a trial. Uh, today on the episode, Dave and I are going to have a chat about the wonderful, now defunct, never coming back BSM band, Colour. Rip Colour. R.I.P. So, um, tell me about the first time you discovered Colour, or the three versions of which you believe you might have discovered Colour. Yeah, I think it's like an even split between um, either MySpace... Um, a classic. I think maybe it was like through scouring um, bands that I was into's top eights and sort of like mm-hmm. listening to um, everyone that they were kind of uh, repping. Um, so it was either through that. Um, it might have been um, through a forum I was on. Um called After the Post Rock. I was really active on, on this forum. And they had like a big post rock forum, but they also had a big math rock forum. And then within the math rock forum, they had sort of like a math emo, math pop sub that I was really mm-hmm. active on. And that's kind of how I found out about all, all my favorite sort of math rock bands at the time. This is like 11 years ago. But yeah, the, the third day. thing that um, I had like sort of proposed last time was through BSM, but that wouldn't make sense because Anthology hadn't been compiled yet. No, it was just a bunch of EPs and, and singles. It was sort of indirectly through BSM because um, TTNG was the first band of this sort of genre that I discovered and then like went via BSM knowing that they had put out you know the early releases and found out mm-hmm. a bunch of other bands on the label through TTNG, but I don't think color would have been factored into like the bands I found through BSM directly. I think it was mm. through this forum or through MySpace, but 11 years ago, it's all blurry. Um, <laughs> Gone are the days of uh, trolling through bands top, top eights just to yeah. find bands that you enjoy or finding obscure bands that you can then tell your friends that you have been a massive fan of for years. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> um, color are one of the few that I can really claim as like, you know, almost almost on the ground floor with them. Like I, I yeah. was listening to them while they were still active, and while they were oh, still okay, 
releasing music. Oh, yeah. uh, or like right as they ended, maybe. Yeah. I feel like that's when most people I know discovered them. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine, uh, Ben Pollard, shout out the guy. He was telling me years ago when, when we were in our infancy of friendship that he went to their final ever show in Guildford, um, not knowing it was their final ever show um, and just said it was a, a wonderful experience. What was it like when you listened to them for the first time? Knowing TTNG, did you think that Colour was more in your sort of musical interest or was it something different that you enjoyed? I think it was something a little bit a little bit different because like I, like I mentioned, I came to it really from this like explosions in the sky, Seager Rose worshipping background. So, like, that, I sort of made my way to math rock and to, like, poppy math rock through that. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, TTNG were still slightly more te- technical than color were, like, in a, in a more, like, um, in a, in a, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, but I feel like color were a notch poppier than TTNG mm-hmm. were. Or like had less yeah. overt math influences, so I think it was really exciting for me. It was like sort of this brand new genre I was learning about, and um, it was like an appropriate push forward in the pop direction, whilst still being like super technical and super impressive in that regard. It was like almost an even better mix of pop and technicality um, mm. than TTG was. And I still think, like, compared to, like, the Tube Lords and the Pennines and all those other bands I was discovering at that time, like, just the best mix of, like, melody and songwriting, but also just crazy technicality, but very understated technicality, you know? Mm. So I feel like that entire uh, Kingston, Surrey, London scene from, what, 2000 and... 2000, I want to say like 2006 to like 2012, maybe like those six years, mm-hmm. there was a, a plethora of, uh, of bands that you could have discovered through that. Was it, were you actively looking for something that was more technical, but subtly technical, or was there any other bands in that time that you were enjoying from, from discovering color? Probably. Um, I, I've, I've, I think it was, like, a, the whole spectrum. Like, um, I think when you're a teenager, it's, like, you're looking for the the most wildly technical thing you can find to just, like, satiate that, like, boundary push. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with these kind of, like, UK math pop bands, um, maybe coming from, like, a history of being into, like, you know, Equal Vision Records and my favorite bands being, like, Cody Cambria and Circus Revive and follow Troy as a kid, you know, um, Mm. still as much as I was sort of denying it in my late teens, like having that thirst for pop and melody and choruses and songwriting. And so I think those, those bands were like just this perfect middle zone. Those bands or like some of the Sergeant house stuff, like maps and atlases were, it was just like, okay, I'm here on this big, trip of like finding the weirdest most technically crazy stuff i can find but also deep down in my heart you know i'm a equal vision techie emo nerd (laughs) and you know the best some of the best part of that music was how catchy it was and how Mm. great the melodic you know songwriting choruses and all that kind of stuff was so 
I think, you know, maybe listening to, like, Piglet and Termelos and Don Cab, whatever, was really fun and really just, like, super eye-opening. But then mm. when I made the leap into the popular stuff of that, it was just, like, everything I wanted sort of in one band. And I think Color really mm. was, like, the apex of, of that. Like, everything I wanted when I was 19 in mm. one band. And everything you want now still. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Would you consider yourself a legend? Or even a friend? Would you consider yourself a friend of BSN? Maybe you'd consider yourself a family friend of BSN. Well, do we have the goods for you? If you peep over at our website, bsnrocks.com, you'll see up in the little top corner there, family friend you guessed it that's our subscription service but hold on but hold on no 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 it's not like netflix it's not like spotify don't you worry about it it's not going to come out of your bank account at a predetermined date every month it is free yes that's right zero pounds zero pence zero dollars completely free takes two seconds to sign up and you get access to a whole heap of exclusive content discounts test press raffles Probably some videos coming soon. Probably some exclusive music coming soon. I don't know. I'm not going to give the game away. So just sign up. Think about it later and enjoy the ride. But just let us know that you're having a good time because that's all we care about. Back to past me. Talking about music. Um, as a as a bass player yourself, um, what was it that what was the what was it that drew you to that band was it was it the rhythm section or was it more of a melody base vocals harmonies lyrics it was it was both it was both in really in a really profound way like um the like i said songwriting melodies were incredible but especially on those last six songs on anthology um the trude and, and lewis play on it was mm. just like i mean as a bass player it was definitely more paying attention more to the bass and but in general just I think at that time especially a rhythm section in this genre that was pretty unparalleled you know there's I think there's a lot of incredible drummers in the in the genre but as far as like you know top level drummers and a top level bass player at the same time maybe then for that for such poppy math rock there wasn't too many I mean I didn't really know too many poppy math rock bands in 2009 to begin with you know so <laughs> I think it was really really eye-opening and just like super inspiring and really was an important part to me of looking at the at playing bass maybe outside the, the box of like conventional pop punk or emo or post-hardcore bass playing mm. and yeah like it's still a major major inspiration to this day and still completely mind blown at like the, the complexity of those bass lines and, and what yeah. they can even do it's almost yeah. like it's uh it's just figuring it out as it's going along it doesn't even seem like it's cohesive or like there's there's any sort of ideology behind it it just goes and goes and goes and yeah. works like the, the the type of thing that i didn't even bother even trying to understand or or, or <laughs> replicate or, or play it was just it's in its own league you know yeah, absolutely. I feel like uh, some of the best, well, some of the best elements of uh, math rock bands are the the rhythm section that can be so locked in together, yet so 
wild together that they don't even concentrate on what's going on outside of the rhythm section the guitarists are doing their thing but everyone's always like almost like pulling and leaning away from each other in a bit and uh i feel like i've been lucky enough to see trude play drums in in various other projects and i'm always like you don't even look like you either know what you're doing or that you don't care and that's terrifying that you can be that good and look like that (laughs) yeah i think there's so many bands that like maybe don't pull that off quite as well as they Mm. do so i think the fact that they pull it off so effortlessly like you said like it's it's almost like it's just in his own zone not even really paying attention to what else is going on like it's so effortless and and organic and i think that's one of the reasons that really sets them apart Um, and horrifically sickeningly good yeah it's like hard to hard to match you know (laughs) pretty unparalleled I always wonder how these uh, impressive math rock bands, like with uh, individually people who are so technically gifted, come into a studio and write that sort of music. It doesn't like uh, who starts, where does it even begin? As someone who played drums and have like has literally no idea how to even match any of that, it's it, it's crazy. But me and you moving on to like more live stuff because me and you are both in the same boat that we haven't and probably will never. And no, let's be real. We'll never see Carl play live. Um, <laughs> you were telling me uh, last time that you almost went to go and see Aluna George just to see Trude. Yeah. Why don't you tell us that story? That's a fun story. I mean, it's not much of a story. I just remember, I don't know, no, I was like, like 22 it. or something. And, um, you know, deeply scouring the the concert listings just as a hobby, as, as I do. And I love arena shows, like any, any excuse to go to an arena show. And so I was like, okay, I don't even remember who the headliner was or the second of three, but I remember that <laughs> the Luna George was like first of three at an arena show. And I was like, I should go alone just to watch True, like in the nosebleeds for half an hour and then leave. But I didn't. Um, and that's really the story. You regret it? Uh, I don't know, because I because this is a great segue into the fact that I did end up seeing him with Tangled Hair um, two years mm. ago at our tangent. So at least... See, and I was, you know, I think we were like sort of hung around the stage for an hour before, so we were right in the front row. Um, mm. Way better visibility than I would have gotten at the at the Bell Center Hockey Arena. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think I'm cool with that. To be real with you, I don't even know a single Aluna George song. I just would have been, you know, to see him. So I got to see him in a way better context, and I got to see Lewis play with Meet Me in St. Louis um, mm. in 2016 at our So that like. The, I feel really great about those two. Um, the closest I'll ever get to see, you know, the final iteration of color. Um, mm. And yeah, I, I, I feel good, good enough about that. And jealous of Benny P for sure. Yeah, it must have been a, um, a pilgrimage of sorts to be at Arctangent and see a lot of those bands that you discovered, well, at that point, eight, seven, six years prior. Yeah, like like I think the two biggest ones for me were me that that year were Meet Me in St. Louis and Indie Halda. Like Indie Halda oh, was yeah. a band I discovered on that after the post rock forum. Just that one release, they kind of disappeared for a while after that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially from a release capacity, it was ten years in between. You know that release and the release that you guys did, um, mm. and. Ironically, they did end up coming to, to Montreal 
two years after that arc tangent, a year and a half after that arc tangent. So I didn't get to book them, and I did get to see them in a tiny little club. But prior to that arc tangent announced, like I never thought they'd ever come to North America, let alone I would like I they weren't even actively playing shows in the UK. I don't I don't really think before that whole cycle. So yeah, those two were were really really just like teenage bucket list like. Never in a million years did I think I'd get to see the the completely defunct at that point in St. Louis and the very sporadically active, um, elusive Indie Helda. So yeah, that was like, and and not to mention like the only time I've ever seen Toe might be the only time I'll ever see Toe. Like I could go on for a minute. Um, the only time <laughs> I'll ever see Viva Belgrado from Spain. Like what a what a weekend! What an incredible, outstanding weekend! Um, pilgrimage, bucket list. The whole thing. I mean, I've been a massive fan of the curation of that festival since they started mm-hmm. announcing lineups, and I, I've just been fan had been fantasizing it for years, especially like that 2014 edition. I remember with like this will destroy you and Mono. There, there was just incredible, mm-hmm. incredible curation, and I think um, from our genre's perspective, or from my personal taste, I think up to now, like 2016, has sort of been like the peak curation for for that kind of sound. So. Just like the fact that we were able to play that year and like so many bands I never thought I'd get to see that I will probably never see again um, also played that year. It was a super special. Shout out Arctangent. Can't wait Big to be shouts. back in Big shouts. 2021 <laughs> when the festival season comes back. Um, moving back on to uh, colour and, and what you do within Golfer, this is a, a good question to sort of finalise everything off. Um, what What inspiration have you taken directly from your time listening to color and moving it into your own projects. Well, this is good because we didn't get to touch on this as much last time, but obviously for me, like Lewis was a major inspiration as far as um, bass playing goes. But I also spoke to the people who actually write the music in golfer to see what they had mm. to say. And um, Vincent told me that he, his big inspiration from color as far as a songwriter goes is kind of how um, there aren't really any, like, necessarily any repeating verse, chorus, verse stuff a lot of the time. It's just, like, one awesome part into the next awesome part. And maybe there's a motif and, and that, that sort of recurs, but it isn't traditional songwriting in any capacity. So I think that's, for him, as a young listener, like, that was a big um, inspiration for him. And the other thing that we had discussed when we were practicing for the first time in 2020 last weekend was just how like um, upfront the drums are in that band, kind of like how you've been alluding to that it's just kind of like it's almost in its own lane and everything's mm-hmm. just sort of happening like around it. And I guess for us that that's a, a big inspiration too, like just being a really upfront drum band and letting mm-hmm. our. Uh, a virtuistic drummer just like do his thing and like sort yeah. of go full throttle and then sort of like build around that and having that mm. that drum like the crazy drums sort of being at the forefront uh, of the sound and i think that's something that they've done better than maybe anyone and that's been yeah, a big absolutely. inspiration drums, for us too drums to the side not to the back yeah drums to the front <laughs> yeah right in the center <laughs> um, it is a shame that it seems like no matter how much money gets thrown at color they will never play again i continuously ask kev from bsm if he will ever 
you know, if he'll ever do that. He said that the only interesting thing about Color was the fact that they had been friends with BSM for a very long time and then they broke up just after they'd agreed to work with BSM. So that's why the anthology came about. But every time I ask him, come on, please, for me, for for you as well, and also for anyone else who would eventually go there, I'd be home if it was just me and you at the gig, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, color will never come back, and maybe that's a sad, somber tone to end it on. Well, but <laughs> I'll, I'll flip it. I'll flip it and say, I I think in a really just in a rad punk rock way, like I think that's so indicative of like just the way that band existed. Like even prior to them breaking up, like nothing ever came out on a label. It was all mm-hmm. self released. It was all I think. It really feels like the whole band was sort of done like completely to the way they wanted it to be done and on their own terms. And as maybe as unfun as that might be for the fans, I still think mm-hmm. from like a creative or from like a band member perspective, um, I think that's kind of fucking awesome. And like, yeah, and like chaotic and cathartic. Yeah. And obviously, like, um, it would be so easy for them to come back theoretically, right? Um, and I'm sure there's some great inside baseball maybe of why that's not happening that maybe we won't discuss here, but I think that's, that's kind of really cool. Like on them just to like sort of do their thing Mm. and say, screw it. Like we're just going to, um, completely burn out and like build up this mythicism, like, and, and that's it. Like we're going to do it on our own terms. And I think that's kind of awesome for them. Not for us. <laughs> no. <laughs> well done, Colour. You burn yourself out, but everyone is eternally sad about it. <laughs> I guess that was the goal all along. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for chatting about Colour with me. Um, Thank you for having me on the podcast. This has been so cool. No worries. If they ever come back, I'm I'll flying let out. You know. Yeah. Stay on your couch. Yeah, 100%, man. <laughs> There you have it, Band on Band, another 10 out of 10 podcast, another home run in the audio world. We just keep on smashing out the part with this content, honestly. Where is my award? This one, as always, was hosted by me, Connor P. Laws, Dave from Golfer. That was our guest of honour on the podcast. And this was edited by my good friend and chemtrail conspiracist, Oscar Lydia. Remember to wear a mask. Always wear a mask. Don't forget that wearing a mask is good for you. Calling your mother is good for you. Checking in on your mates is good for you. And until next time. Bye.